This is the Pep Talk. Now, here's Ernie Anastas and Patricia Stark. Hey, everybody, here we are, and we're going to look at the things that are happening in the world with a positive view on life. Right, Patricia? We are going to be talking about stories and interviews that all have a positive difference to be made in this world. You bet. That's what we're talking about. You and I, you know, we have always talked about positivity. Yes. And there's a reason for that, because you can can live healthier. People don't realize sometimes that it changes, you know, how you feel and, and also how you live and your longevity. You can live longer with positivity. Studies absolutely show that, Ernie. And you know what? It's so easy to be negative. It takes no effort at all. It might take a little bit of effort to be an optimist or be positive, but the payoff is enormous. I know. And you talk to a lot of people, too. You're out there. I know that's part of what you do, coaching and helping people out. So if, if, if I'm listening to you, I'm in the audience, I'm sitting out there, and here's Patricia Stark. Okay, so give me some of the headlines. What, what do you tell people? Well, some of the headlines that I'm constantly hearing from people is that they feel very overwhelmed. Mm. People feel like between technology, information overload, the news, they're being inundated. Rather than just yeah. being informed, people feel inundated. Yes. So a lot of it then reflects on their relationships and yeah. on their jobs. Yeah. So I work with them to try to help chunk things down and focus on what is going right. Yes. And there's that old line, the glass is half full or half empty. And I think that's what we're talking about. It's your attitude, how you approach a problem. Do you have uh, a way of looking at things and saying, you know what, uh, I'm going to think of a positive outcome. I'm not going to think about the negativity, right? Right. It I is a choice. Of, yeah, exactly. It yes. is a choice. Yeah. yeah. When I speak with uh, young people at either middle schools or high schools or colleges, I will always say to them, look, whether you're an optimist yeah. or a pessimist, you have to know that once you grow up into adulthood, it becomes a choice. You yes. are making a concert, a, con- a conscious choice <laughs> yes. uh, to be positive. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not like you just can say, oh, well, I'm just a pessimist at heart right. and be done with it. You know, the other thing, too, that you and I have talked about, and that's talking to yourself. You know, people used to say, hey, something's wrong. You know, they're walking down the street. Now when someone's walking down the street, they're, they're on their telephone, yes. you know, which is very normal. But talking to ourselves, right, and, and being our best friend, mm-hmm. that also makes a difference. So you can console yourself and you can bring yourself up to a certain speed of feeling good. Yes, because we are in constant talk internally. We, yeah. There's an internal world that we all live in and an external world. And that internal world impacts our external world constantly and we don't even realize it. And most of the time it's in how we're explaining things to ourselves, how we're explaining the world around us, how we're even explaining what somebody just said to us. All of it is how we're processing it and how we choose to look at it. Yeah. and, And you know, we both are family people. Uh, we have children and I've got grandchildren and, and I look upon them and I say, you know, what can we do to impress them and help them? And I think it's worth talking about that for a minute. Children are very special. Um, they're so young right now and they're being exposed to so much, Patricia. You and I have been on the air doing news, anchoring the news. And we know that there are young minds out there, kids that are five, six, seven, eight years old who are passing by the TV or listening to the radio. And they hear so many negative stories. We have to be careful about 
how we treat that with our children. Yeah, I mean, we grew up in a time where there was certain programming on only after a certain hour. Mm -hmm. Now the world and every event, every news story is at your fingertips and can be easily stumbled upon before it's a time where a child or a younger person can really process yeah. it. I mean, yeah. kids need to be kids. Mm -hmm. Kids need time yes. to enjoy life and not have so many worries and concerns. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I did, I, I wrote a children's book, as you know, yes. Ernie and the Big News, yes. The Adventures of a TV Reporter. It's a wonderful and book. Going out, yeah, I love it. And going out to schools, talking to 400 kids at a time. I have to tell you something, what was kind of the impetus for that, too. When I would go out to speak to children in the New York area, and I would talk about news and things like that, but other things as well. And I remember saying, how would you like to be on the news? I'd like to put you on the news. And you know what? At least one or two kids somewhere would say to me, yeah, I'm going to have to kill somebody. <gasps> Right. And I would hear that and my heart would uh, stop. Yes. And I said, wait a minute. You know what? You can be doing good things and be on the news. And that brought me to the point, and I know you agree, we must reward good behavior, don't yes. we? Yes. And, yeah. you know, but unfortunately, the eyeballs go to what's wrong and the controversy and, you know, whatever people can stir up conflict mm. and things like that. But it's about balance. Look, yeah. no one's saying that we should stick our head in the sand and not pay attention to all of the stuff that is happening that's not going so well. We, we have to be balanced, but we also have to be able to refill our cup, re-energize and, you know, approach things from that balanced perspective yeah. because anybody that is constantly bombarded yes. with what is wrong is going to lose encouragement. They're going to get discouraged. Yep. They're going to lose hope. They're not going to be solution oriented right. and they're not going to be able to build others up. When you refill your cup and when you energize yourself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. guess what? You have more yeah. to give yeah. to people that you care totally. about. There are people who are watching us right now and they're listening to us as well. And, and we're saying, look, because uh, we'll, we'll stay on the subject of children for a minute. And it's so important to communicate. This is what we do. This is, this is our whole life has been talking, communicating, listening. And if you sit down with your children and you talk to them and you say, okay, this is happening. There may be a shooting in a school. There could be other types of violent acts that go on, mass shootings. They happen all the time, unfortunately. Yeah. But we have to be able to tell our children, look, everybody isn't like that and give them examples where there are good things happening in the world and how they are protected within that circle. Yes. And they need that security. They, they really need that right. because if we don't, I mean, we've seen the studies. So many children you know, are suffering from anxiety mm -hmm. and depression yep. and, and lack of confidence. Yes. And we need to address that and make sure that we pay attention to it because it's going to continue to build if we don't take advantage of the right. time. Yes. Take advantage of this time mm -hmm. and do something about it. Yeah. And you have to really think about what changing that perspective on things. When when all you're hearing or seeing is bad news, you tend to think that that's what the world is. Mm. And I would always say to my son or to younger people, you know, there's been good and bad people since the beginning of time. Yeah. There have been good and bad things. And different generations have gone through really tough things, really tough times. But there's also been the good times. And there's also been always the good people. Yes. And if you look for them, especially when bad things happen, who often, almost always, and I should say always, comes out to help oh, yeah. are the good people. Right, exactly. Exactly.
So yeah. they're there. Yeah. You, and, and you do get what you focus on. So you have to always try to look for the good. You know, we were just talking with John Katsimatidis, you know, who was our fearless leader yes. here at WABC and Red Apple Media. And, and John said something that we said we're going to be hearing a lot of, and he uses it on the air. Common sense. We need to use common sense. Right. What is real? Okay, and what makes sense to us? And many times, because of media, and and you know, we've made our lives, you know, working in media. Media tends to, you know, build things up, blow things up, fabricate things in some ways, uh, and and acting and performing and movies and films. And and they say, well, I have you know an artistic you know license to be able to do certain things, but we have to be careful of that. That our our children especially are not getting a distorted view of what really goes on in the world. And that's our responsibility. And I'm sure people listening and saying, you know what, I agree with you guys. And, yeah. and we need to do more of right. that. Right. Yeah. And that distorted view comes from 24-7. And every media outlet or everyone who's got an opinion wanting to yell louder than the next person so that we turn our e eyes and ears in their direction. Yeah. And every time that you up the ante to try to get attention, it gets bigger and larger and you, know, you, you lose that common sense that mm -hmm. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And especially when someone feels like something doesn't make sense, sure. that's not the time to shut down and argue and take sides. Yeah. That's the time for, okay, if this is not making sense, let's sit down and talk about it. The people that it makes sense to should say why it makes sense for them, and the people that it's not making sense to should be able to ask questions. Oh, totally agree with you, 100%. And you know, uh, and we, I'll bring up, this is a negative side, but we have to deal with it. One of the reasons that we find so much of what you and I are talking about is the almighty dollar that drives a lot of businesses and a lot of companies and a lot of individuals yes. to say and do the things that we're talking about. Yes. So uh, on a serious note, we have to pay attention to that. People have to take responsibility and say, you know what, what am I doing? How many lives am I affecting here? Okay, it's okay to make a profit. That's how you run a business. That's how you make anything work. Uh, and that's how you make a living to provide for your family and so forth. We're not against that. But it's the way you make that money. Right. And having a little sense of responsibility to society and to the people that are listening, watching, paying attention to what you're doing makes sense, doesn't it? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you know as well as I do, there will always be those people where money is more important than doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. They've always existed and they always will exist. And I think it comes down to letting people know and educating younger people especially yes. to not just take everything at face value. Just because it's on Twitter, just because it's on a certain station, yep. just because you're hearing it on your favorite place. Don't take everything. Look at it. Think about it. Try to think about both sides. Keep your eyes and ears open always for different opinions so that then you can make a, an informed decision. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just taking someone's word for it that did it because it was going to make them a buck. Right. You're in trouble because now you don't have the ability to really know if what you're hearing is something that you should be believing. You're so right. And, you know, it goes to, uh, there's, a, there's a great line, that person is so poor, all they have is money. 
Yes. And there's an emptiness yes. to that, okay? And and a lot of people are, are driving themselves to to that end. Okay? More money, more money, more, more money, more power. And unfortunately, it influences young people. You know, I have an interest in, in young people. I've written two books for children, one on teenagers and one for younger kids. And, and I pay attention to what they're thinking, yeah. what they're feeling, and even within my own family. And many times, a lot of the young people today are saying, you know, uh, all I want to do is go into a garage and invent something and make, uh, you know, a billion dollars somebody pays me for it and then I can retire. Yeah. Well, you know, we have to think about a little bit more than that. Right. We don't want our kids thinking that all you do is get the payoff and then walk away from your responsibilities, your society. Right? right? You're and, so you're so right, Ernie. Yeah. I was speaking at a college yeah. here in New York right. and I was asking some of the students what did they want to do when they graduated and what were some of their goals. Mm. And one girl looked at me, and it was a graduate course, and she was almost 25, and she said, I feel like I've missed my time because I want all I want is to be famous, and I feel like I've already missed my window and missed my opportunity. Oh, wow. It was more important for her to be famous, and it, it doesn't mean famous for anything in particular. Right. And I was like, wow, that really struck me. Yeah. And I said, but what is it that you're going to to do that is going to make people want to tune in or want to listen or what what is the audience what are the viewers what are what is going to be their takeaway uh -huh. what, how are you giving value and how are you being of service yes. and she's like i haven't thought of that i just want to be famous <laughs> you know we 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 know that there are a lot of factors involved here uh from a sociological standpoint the the home and the family unit and the way we live has changed and, and I'm not passing judgment on it. It's just changed because of a lot of different reasons, the times, um, work, at, you know, work responsibilities, new technology, new ways of doing things. But if we're not able to sit at that table every night to have dinner, if we're not able to have lunch together, uh, we have to find ways to bring the family unit together. We if we're going on vacation, spend time together. How many times have you gone into a restaurant you know, with your husband, your, your, your son, your family. And you'll see people sitting there, whole family, parents and, uh, you know, three or four kids. And everybody is on the phone. Right. Everybody's doing something, watching a video, texting somebody, even talking to them. We have to tell ourselves, you know what? We need to stop mm -hmm. and we need to look at one another and say, hey, phone's away. You're talking to me mm -hmm. and really listen to what they're saying. But you have to care. Yeah. It's easy to just plop a phone or an iPad in a kid's lap yeah. and then talk and have your wine at dinner. We always had a rule. True. No phones. True. No phones at the table. Yeah. No phones in the restaurant. And even with our, our son, I would be like, look the server in the eye. Remember their name. And my husband would say, uh, what color was that person's eyes? Ah. Just to make sure that you were really making that connection. Yeah. And really sending home the idea of how you make people feel. People will not always remember what you said or who you are or how great you think you are. Mm -hmm. They will always remember how you made them feel. Oh, sure. And if you're not fully present, being fully present with someone mm -hmm. is the greatest gift we can give yeah. to another human being. Look, we're doing that right now, okay? People, uh, you know, they can see us. We're on these cameras. You and I are looking at one another, even though we're in front of a microphone and a camera. And I think we can be very honest in saying this, and maybe it's because of our experience, but I'm not really paying attention to this. I'm aware of the microphone and the camera. I'm aware of it. Yeah. But ultimately, you and I are connecting eyeball to yeah. eyeball. 
I'm listening to you. Yes. And you're listening to me. Yes. And we're really having a genuine conversation right. here. Yeah. That's what we both believe in. And we need to do that. We need to encourage that. I'll go on to another area. Um, there are parents, uh, and I say this because of my own experience, okay? I'm not saying this from nowhere. Yeah. There are parents who think that someone else will take care of what they need to do. For example, a teacher. Um, I have a niece. I have a, a, a granddaughter just started teaching school. And a lot of the parents, you know, have given her the impression that it's up to her oh. to teach them manners and what to do and how to feel and so forth. And she understands her responsibility. But ultimately, I hope parents are listening to us. I know that it's tough. Sometimes, you know, working families, the parents are both working, coming home, they're tired. But somewhere we have to find the time. We got to dig deep inside and say, you know what? This is my child. Yes. This is my legacy. This is what I'm leaving behind. This is the greatest joy that you have in your life. Yeah. Take the responsibility. And more than that, enjoy the love of it. It is a the gift. Love of it. it is a gift, Ernie. And I don't know, I, I'm sure that we've talked about this, but my husband and I had really heartbreaking infertility issues for mm. many years before we were finally blessed and had our son. And yeah. it really was like a miracle. Mm. And it always seemed to me like I had been given the greatest gift. I had been given the responsibility to raise and develop a human being. And I took that so to heart. Sure. And it, it's like, why, why have a child if it's not going to be something that you cherish and that you love with all of your heart and soul. And I understand there's all kinds of circumstances, and I'm also not judging. Sure, sure. But it is not just a responsibility. It is a privilege. And to help another human, human being develop into an awesome person yeah. that's going to have an impact on many, many people around them throughout their lives, it, it is such a, a great gift, and Absolutely. it shouldn't be taken lightly. There's a, there's a great quote, uh, when you see a baby, it's God voicing his opinion that the world should continue. And I think that that's an affirmation of life. Yes. And it's the opportunity to be able to have that joy and that pleasure and that honor and that gift of having a child in your life. Mm -hmm. And those who are fortunate to have children, to have children um, I think appreciate that. And there are so many people who love kids. And for whatever reason, you know, they either can't have them or circumstances, you know, didn't present themselves. But they, they love children. And I've always found that. And you and I both know that. I mean, I, I look at kids and I, I, I live through them. You know, I see their eyes and their excitement and their interest and their joy and their happiness. And I'm saying, yeah. wow, how can I help this child? Yeah. yeah. How can I help them? How can I improve their life? How can I give them? And, and you know, how many times can you think about your own childhood and there was someone, could have been a neighbor, your own parent, uh, a friend, somebody, a teacher who said something to you that you remembered. Oh, You'll never forget you'll it. You'll never right? forget never. it. Words have so much meaning and they can be carried around like luggage for your entire life. Oh, yeah. And we have to be conscious of if we're, we're using our words wisely, yeah. those are things that are going to shape and mold young people. But some of those words that can hurt, we don't realize how long that mm -hmm. they can stick around. Patricia, this is what our show is all about. And, uh, you know, we're going to wrap it up right now. But we want a lot of people to understand that we're here for you every week. And if they have any suggestions, they'll be able to reach out to us. We'll give you the information. And we can talk about different topics. But we're going to have interviews. 
We're going to talk to people either in the studio or on the telephone, and we're going to bring up a lot of good subjects that I think people will find interesting. Yes, Ernie, and we're going to be solution-oriented. We're going to give ideas and suggestions on how to make things better, and we want to hear from our viewers if they have suggestions as well. You bet. All right, Patricia Stark, Ernie Anastas, thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.